How about this for a random suggestion? How about them put out a single where they're all dressed up like boys and it, it, and uh, Taka-chan is the, uh, is the lead. Isn't there already uh, a nice group that does that? <laughs> um, I've forgotten what they're called. <laughs> Maybe. I've got, I've got one. I think they are going to do an anime show and they're all going to go into Anathon. Like, they're going to do an opening for an anime. Okay. And they're going to all do be voices like I think Canon is going to be the lead voice in an anime, uh-huh. and the girls, other girls, will have side voices, like you know, side mm-hmm. characters. Okay. And then they're going to promote them as more of an anime group, as like okay. kind of girly and flighty kind of thing. Huh. You know, yeah. co- coincidentally, I actually wrote a whole scenario for an anime show featuring <laughs> Smilage. God, Yay. you crack me up, dude. Yeah, so yes, it's 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 called uh, Cinderella Revolution. <laughs> so, kind in the lead then. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. The, the lead character, it, it, yes. Uh, all the casting names which I use are like uh, it's, it's supposed to, are supposed to be um, ironically uh, uh, over obvious. So, Cannon's character is called Karen. Karen. <laughs> I, I may have said canon. Um, they, they, she has a a um, a person in her class who always bullies her, uh, named. Um, uh, I'll, I'll put. I'll probably butcher your, butcher her name. So Randy, you'll have to, to help me out. But it, it's Taka Chan's name. Uh, Takeuchi Akari. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah, right. And. Um, Ken will, will have two sisters uh, named Rena and, and Kenna, and, and an evil stepmother named. Uh, uh, the, Tell me, Da was the evil stepmother. <laughs> um, Probably get an OD to do it. That would be amazing. The nicest like, evil stepmother ever. <laughs> Oh, honey, you just have to go outside in the rain. I love you so much. <laughs> I, actually, I, I, I was more thinking of Tamura. Maybe. As the evil stepmother. Oh um, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if Aika had a part or not, but um, it, it, but, but but in the story, um, Canon. It's this downtrodden, like below-average junior high school girl, who finds out that her that her plushy doll named Plushy Doll <laughs> is a magical is a magical plushy doll, and it tells her that, that that she is Cinderella Revolution and has to go to these fancy balls to fight crime. Mm. And I would love to be inside your head for a couple of days. It must be so interesting in there. <laughs> and, uh, and and Chief goes to these balls and finds out that that there's a it, it, there's an evil doer out there named Nemesis, who is her nemesis, um, <laughs> <laughs> who it, 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 it's doing all these crimes. 
but 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 when she goes to the ball to to these fancy balls, she immediately falls in love with um that this uh, guy named uh, Prince Pretty Boy. <laughs> Again in English. <laughs> yes, in, in English in English, and <laughs> but Prince Pretty Boy has a secret that uh, you see. Prince Pretty Boy is really uh, take a Chan or or or, or, or Takushi, who's been taking orders from um, his his action figure named Action Figure. Oh my god! <laughs> it, 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 to, to to get involved in this like uh, this strange plot to both help and hinder Cinderella Revolution. So, uh, so Prince Pretty Boy is, is actually in reality nemesis as well. Ooh. And t- it, the typical adventure would be nemesis and, and two girls would be staging some sort of crime and uh, Cinderella Revolution would stop them and nemesis would do, would, would do some sort of um, – uh, hocus pocus to get the other two girls out of there before um, their disguises would come off, and, and Cinderella Revolution would re- realize that she was fighting her sisters. See, I the kind of thing I was thinking was more like I was thinking something really hardcore, like you know how you get those animes that are like properly real issues kind of thing. Okay. I was thinking that they were we're going to do something like a light version of that. Because I feel like if they're going to go into anime, they really want some, like, proper cred rather than, like, a kid's anime. Like, or, like, a really crazy, like, avant-garde anime like your one. <laughs> well, um, it, my anime is, is not that much crazier than uh, Kaito Rania. True. True. Um, true. <laughs> I was thinking something like, have you ever seen the anime Ghost Hunt? You can actually watch it for free on YouTube on Funimation's channel. So, you know, there's that. Um, what was it called? Ghost? Ghost Hunt. Yeah. Ghost Hunt? Yeah. I think, it, 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 was that the one that had a really, like, uh, tongue-in-cheek English dub? No, the I only listened to the first episode in English. Okay. But um, it is the one where there's a guy, an American person in it, like, uh, in one of the later episodes, and it's just really funny the way like whenever they get English speakers, they get the worst actors. It's like, <laughs> my name is this. He told me to say that. I'm not going to lie. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funnier when they have black characters because they all sound like I don't know how this happens because I don't. I never understood when people say, "Oh, that sounds like a black voice," but when you hear black anime characters speak in English, you're like, yeah, he doesn't have a black voice. You realize that is a thing. <laughs> you're just like, I don't get this. But yeah. Like, I suppose it's just because I have a Scottish accent, so I've always been a bit weird when it comes to voices. <laughs> but um, I was thinking something like like Ghost Hunt, where it was like, kind of like fun, but kind of like serious. But like, you know, something that could be like a cult hit. And could really like, and they could do the openings and endings for it, and um, you know something that could tackle a kind of issue like, um, 
you know, just isolation or not making friends or things like that, you know, something quite cool that become quite cult and could really give them a hardcore a, a hardcore fan base, you know, something for them to do, something that could make them money if the mm. music isn't going to do that, you know? Mm. Okay. You know, because you get an Anison singer, um, Anison, sorry, uh, who make zero sales, but they keep releasing because they're making so much money off the anime, you know? Mm. Okay. So that could be really interesting for them to go down that route. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I definitely approve Smilage in anime, especially mm. after their last music video, where they were dressed um, up dressed up in Sailor Moon outfits. I know that I didn't like that. I thought it was weird. Hmm. Maybe I'm just weird. I didn't like those outfits. Ooh. Yeah, Japan loves their uh, pretty girls fighting monsters. Mm. It's kind of like I kind of get why you would base costumes off school uniforms. But for me, being any girl over the age of 18, like, I guess it's just because me, for me, when I was 15, I already looked like 24. <laughs> so I always look like an adult in school uniform. But, um, so, like, for me, when I see some girls in, like, school uniforms, and they're clearly in their 20s, it's just weird to me. It's because, I suppose just because in Scotland, the only time you see adults in school uniforms is either Halloween or porn. So it kind of sets the alarm bells ringing mm. for me. I don't know. I always just write that kind of stuff off as a difference in the culture. Oh, yeah. No, I totally get that. Because that's like one of the main things. And if you can't get over that, then you can't get into J-pop, basically. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, like, and I get that. And I always thought Japanese school uniforms were really cute. Mm. But, you know, I feel that. I feel... Yeah. I feel like there could be so many more interesting choices than well, these two uniforms. What was it? It was um, when Hello Project did uh, All for One and One for All. Everybody was wearing school uniforms for that one. And mm -hmm. uh, what, I don't know what they were doing, but Yuko was speaking about it and they were... But they were all high school uniforms. They were they were all dressed in school uniforms and uh, somebody was like, well, I guess in your case it would be cosplay now, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. That's what all the AKB girls say when they graduate. It's like, I, I'm going to wear my uniform for a few more days as, as a real school student before it becomes cosplay. And you're just like, yeah. But basically you spent the last, like the early part of your whole life in school uniform every day. Mm. That would kind of become a bit weird. <clears throat> but like one interesting thing I heard about this actually it's because of like idol groups who do like group like bikini shot shoots and you know kind of a, a bit racy but not really but and um, because they've kind of sexualized the school uniform that's why you get so many japanese schools changing radically changing the type of uniforms they'll have because parents are unhappy with uh their daughters wearing uniforms like the ones the idols wear because they think it's too sexualized you know Mm. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. Because in my school, you couldn't pay us to wear a uniform, you know, outside of school. But, uh, <laughs> like, seriously. And our uniforms were like blazers. Like, they were like the kind of ones you could get in Japan, like ties and blazers and, like, you know, like a private school almost. Mm. I'm not that. I'm in America, there was a big thing. Um, they were trying to 
put school uniforms in a lot of the schools and people fought that stuff tooth and nail. Like I was, I was really too young to understand what was going on at the time, but I remember hearing about it on the news and everybody made a big deal about it. I mean, I never wore a school uniform, so I don't really, I don't really understand the big deal. Um, I think I can understand because when, like, I had a lot, my school was one of those, like, my school was in this historical area, so we kind of went from a suburb for people, like, like in the UK, we have, like, classes, and we have, like, upper middle class, which are the people who want to be rich, and then middle class, which are people who like lawyers and doctors and stuff, and then working class, which are the people who like working retail and stuff, the poorer end of the scale, and our school went from upper middle class to working class. So a lot of, I found that when they introduced, because the year I started school was the year they introduced uniforms permanently. Mm. Um, so I was unlucky in that way. But um, uh, for a lot of like, I came from a school that was poor. And for a lot of the poor kids, it was hard, like getting the shirts every year, because as a kid, you grow so quickly. It, mm. So I can definitely understand why in poorer areas that would be a big issue. And because I think that even though usually you can always tell school kids, it's it's just it's just obvious the bags, you know, the the groups, you know. But I think a lot of parents get scared when there's such an obvious cue of these are children. You know, at least when you're like hitting the fifteen, sixteen, they could look like students, so maybe adults would back off them, you know. But when they're yeah. children, when it's such an obvious signifier, you know, Maybe it's just because our countries are so dangerous. Well, not really dangerous, but, you know, in comparison to Japan. Mm. And they love uniforms. You know, the only people who wear, really wear uniforms in the UK anymore, apart from school children, are people in the army. So, mm. you know, we don't really have a good relationship with uniforms. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I I wouldn't really be totally into Hello Project maybe taking in the un- high school uniforms a bit more. I think... I think it's limiting, you know, because I think I like the idea of being girls who are just starting school and girls who are definitely out of school, you know. It's kind of like a big group, a big group of friends, you know. You know, it's like neighbours or cousins, rather, Mm. you know, where you all have to... You probably wouldn't be friends if you weren't related, but because you're related, you love each other. Yeah. It's like that kind of noisy kind of group thing. Whereas if you're all school friends, I feel like this maybe it's just a UK thing, but it's kind of like a tolerating, you know. We're all we're only here because we have to be, and we don't like each other, <laughs> you know. Well, I went to uh, I went to a really really big high school, and uh, I did not go to uh, my home school. So all the people that I'd gone to elementary school, middle school with, went to other schools. So I was there by myself. And because it was such a big school, there were very obviously like different cliques and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love, I love that kind of high school in a way where people are, you know, obviously separated. You know, you can look at somebody and be like, oh, this person definitely has different interests for me. Mm-hmm. So I had somebody randomly come up to me in class and just start talking to me and I kind of got introduced into this clique and from there 
I mean, I I still hang out with some of the friends that I made in high school. Oh, so and some I. of the people that I knew in high school. Um, and I think I've heard the Morning Musume girls compare being in Morning Musume to being in school. So I guess I kind of think about it like that. Like, you always know people. You know, you'd always know these people that you went to school with. And maybe some of them can be, like, truly lasting friendships. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in my school, we didn't have cliques, actually. Like, clique was a totally an American thing for us. Um, it was more, like, there were definitely friend groups. But it was more, there was a big sort of kind of, if I could draw a flowchart, it'd be really, really weird. <laughs> really massive. Like, there's basically, say there's, like, um, 200 people in our year. And I'd say about 150 of them were all in this different groups in a very big friend group. And then there were the people who were less, more socially challenged, like myself, (laughs) you know, and, you know, we would be together, but there would be no, like, they wouldn't be like the goths and the jocks, you know, because we never really had that kind of culture. So it was really weird, like, watching American shows and being like, oh, here are the cheerleaders and here are the jocks and here are the girls who like anime and you know, I definitely have friends who liked anime with me, but I was also friends with people who didn't like anime, so mm. we never really had clicks and stuff. But, um, I don't know. I feel like, um, I feel like if Morning Musume could, like, set itself apart by kind of going the other way with the whole school uniform thing, I feel like it, they're obviously can't completely leave it. You know, there's obviously going to be photo shoots. There's obviously going to be, you know, in photo books, there's always going to be a school uniform bit. And I like the school uniform bit, you know. Mm. But um, Do you mean Smileage? Yeah, in Smileage as well. I feel like with all of the little projects now. Okay. You know, there's always going to be that aspect because it's Japan. It's part of their culture. I feel like it maybe not be their thing, you know. Well, I I didn't really see, like, Smileage's, like, uh, recent video as a school uniform because they all had tails. True. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like it was. It was because you said Sailor Moon, and the Sailor Moon costumes were kind of cool for me. At least for me. Well, they, they definitely didn't look like school uniforms to me. <laughs> A bit they more were, <laughs> They were more like uh, superhero outfits to me. But anyway, I have another prediction. Okay. And this might be a, lo- a, lo- a little more lighthearted. Um, I think that next year, Low Project will release a series of photo books, each one featuring um, Fukumura Mizuki and mm-hmm. some girl that she is a friend with. Which one? Uh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Like the first one, of course, has to be Pom Pom, and then yeah. the second one has to be uh, Rihon Mizuki, mm. and then after that, I don't know. Well, Kudu maybe. I well. definitely think Fuku Chan will get a photo book because she's just so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tits has to get a photo book. Mm. I feel like if if Zuki, like, oh, I really hate how everyone goes on about her being bigger than the other girls, but she's so cute though. I know. But I feel like she probably won't get one until way late in her career. But 
Zuki, and not Zuki, sorry, Fukujan, just so, she's so gorgeous. It could work. It could but work. But you know, the thing is, Fukuchan and Zuki are about the same size. It's just Fukuchan's chest is bigger. No, I feel like Zuki's chest is bigger. I think the big difference is Fukuchan has a waist. So I think that's the thing that can really trick people into thinking you're skinny, is when you have a small waist. You know? Mm. Yeah, so I, I guess. Like Zuki when... has a waist. So Zuki, as she grows taller, she'll get a waist. So it'll all be fine in the end. Mm. Oh. I do have some Captain Obvious predictions, which okay. I was gonna, which I was gonna save till the end, but um, I'll, 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 uh, uh, I'll just do the first one right now. Some fans will comment that Risiko and Zuki are overweight. Their comments will be met by scorn. <laughs> of course, uh, true. This happens all the time. <laughs> You know yes. what? Those bitches are still lighter than I am. I know. That's the thing. Like, I was trying, I was going to buy a Zuki t shirt, and I was looking at the measurements are small because I'm the type of build, you know, where everything, I always just get small. I don't even have to think about it. And I was looking at the measurements, and it was so depressing because I was an extra large in Japanese sizes. <laughs> and I'm an extra small here. So. <laughs> You just yeah. kind of want to kill yourself a bit. <laughs> I'm a medium here, and I still had to buy large shirts. And even then, they're a little bit tight on my arms. Mm. Like, it's crazy. It is just crazy how small Japanese are. Oh, oh, my God, dude. I went over, and uh, I decided I wanted to, like, do some clothes shopping. Mm-hmm. I couldn't fit into anything. <sighs> the girl was like, this one, this shirt is one size fits all. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get the pants on. I was like, I, I, I left, and uh, the girl kind of gave me this sympathetic look, and I was like, shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> and that's what makes it so weird is that, like, it's not like Japanese men aren't into boobs and stuff, but what the hell do all the Gravira chicks do for clothes? Like, I know! I mean, wow. It's just crazy. Mm. I mean... And it makes you think that basically the average woman is like Kate Moss thin. Like, oh, yeah. oh. And, and that's the thing, like, I'm it just it makes me feel fat. <laughs> it's really fat. Well, it, I mean, it used to be that way, though, before we introduced, like, McDonald's. fast food. <laughs> and the, no. the fast food generation was born, you know? Maybe in America, now, but in the UK, it's still really, like, we have, we're the fastest in Europe, like Scotland, in fact. And so we have, like, but in our average life, like, we don't know, like, in my school, there was only one girl who was fat. Like, that was it. Um, and everyone else is, like, tens, which, like, an eight is in the UK, which is the smallest size you can get, is a six in America. So that's the kind of average size of people here. You know, for women, eight or ten, which is um six or uh, eight in America, and that's Good like God. like, but like um, so I don't feel like because in the past when my gran was young, she was the same size as she's the same build as me, and all the type of women wants to be like Marilyn Monroe in the fifties, you know, so mm. and they and those women are like not sixteen like people want you to think. Sorry, sorry, people, you're 
by 16. Tamara Monroe was my size 16. <laughs> but um, um, in UK sizes, that she was like a 12, which I don't know what that, what that would be, like one size up in America. So I don't know. Um, uh, let's see if an eight or is it, if an eight's a six. Well, no, an eight and a six in the UK and an eight in the UK are in between, are just above and just below and six in the US. But they don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You, you guys use like real math and we don't. <laughs> but um, basically, Zuki's totally fine. Like, she's just going through her puberty phase. I, I do think that it was really depressing when she admitted she was dieting. Because I don't think when you're like 12 and 13, that does nothing. You cannot control your weight when you're that age. You just kind of have to accept it until you're about 15. And then, then you can control it again. So I think it's kind of sad that you're trying to change it. And it's just not something you can change at that age, I think, at least. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely sad. Um, I think the only thing we could just hope that, you know, that her senpais are giving her safe dieting tips. Mm. I think that's really the only thing we can hope because, I mean, she's an idol. The image is everything. If people are telling her that she's too fat, they're going to make her diet. I <laughs> it sucks. like dieting soup, which is really bad. <laughs> you should not allow to subsist on soup. I'm sorry, Greg. Uh, uh, Craig, you must be so bored considering as a man. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. honestly, I, I don't know I, how to well, die. I, I must can't. admit, that, I must admit that my eyes glaze over when people start talking about dress sizes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it. it was more. Not, it was more of a comparison of math between the <laughs> United States and the UK. Yeah, right. Okay. So wait one one thing before you move on from this topic. Sure. Um, I think that's a problem a lot of girls who are half foreign have is that foreign women are just generally bigger than Japanese women. So people think, oh, they're so fat, they're so fat, and they're totally not. That's what happened to a lot of the foreign girls in other idol groups is they get that kind of thing. I feel like the best thing you can do is make outfits that will let not give them tents, just give them outfits that don't focus on these areas, basically. Yeah. And they're not doing that, so yeah, sad face. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> it, 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 as a last word on Zuki, mm. uh, Zuki is not fat. Zuki just has big boobs. She does. You know it, what, Zuki? When she gets older, she's gonna be the heartbreaker. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. Right, but I Zuki. The, the trouble is, though, that the people who, who design outfits, um, gay men and uh, women, <laughs> tend, not, tend not to look kindly on, like, 13, 14-year-old girls with huge boobs. Mm. Girl, what are we going to do with those melons? <laughs> Got to get them out of the way. <laughs> So, I have a prediction. I have a prediction. Sure. sure. Um, and this is about other groups, but it's how it affects Hello Project. So I'm still on topic. I think that with Momoko Clover's success, growing success, 
that that is going to basically cut off the whole Genki market for Hello Products. I feel like they don't want to expand into the areas. Like I feel like they're being very careful not to do what AKB is doing. So like, which is why it's so funny. Like they release loads of more techno songs, and then AKB's dark song of the year ends up being techno as well. But that was just a lucky coincidence. But um, I feel like. They're going to they they're going to not try and get into the types of music and the types of idols that are already popular. They're going to try and move their groups into new ground, you know, mm. or at least the morning Masume and Smile Age. I think they're going to go, okay, so we have this range of groups already present, like the Momo Clover, AKB, SKE. You know, all the AM48 groups and, you know, Tokyo Girl style and stuff. We're going to go a different way. I think the changing idol market is going to affect their choices. There are so many idol groups in Japan nowadays. But very few of them are actually popular. Well, very few of them are actually popular. Momusa is holding on now, AKB, of course, and then uh, now. Momo is uh, getting really popular, and Fairies, Fairies just debuted. Uh, Up Up Girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, as for the prediction, I would actually disagree with that, just simply because there's only so many ways that you can like present an idol, and since mm-hmm. there's, and so. And since there's so many groups out there, I don't think that Hello Project really cares that much about what other people are doing. Because no, the, because if they did, they wouldn't they really wouldn't be doing anything. That but on the other hand, it it, it is a it is a good parlor game to, to to say, oh, they're influenced by this or they're influenced by that because because this video has a similarity to that video. But I think that other than being a parlor game, uh, it, it's just co- coincidence, and um, they're, they're really just simply doing their own thing. Um, no, I, I wasn't mean like all idol groups, because like you got, like you just said, there's just so many, it's just impossible. Right. And just thinking about the ones that are hitting above a hundred thousand, you know, only really those groups. Um, I'm still not sure <laughs> that they that they care that much. <laughs> But, I think they, I, but it's very hard to say because you can because you can look at two videos and argue that they're similar. Well, I'm so. not talking so much about like music videos. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I don't think uh, Morning with Swimmy will ever do a rock paper scissors tournament, you know, because there's an established one going on, or like let the fans vote, you know. Well, in- uh, uh, what about what about mini money? Um, that's more a song, though. It's not like a tournament. <laughs> Mini Money was originally for children, though. But it, but they did a rock, paper, scissors, scissors song. Yeah, but I, I mean like events. Yeah, they did it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like events and stuff. You know, like, I think that's the thing that's going to really change the market. is not so much like music and actual material, but like events and fan the way fans can interact, you know. I think oh. like... With Agabra backstage pass, you know, the fans create the group 
and with you know AKB there's just so many different things you can that you know there's a whole year of like stuff you can become interested in you know you've got the rock paper scissors tournament you've got the election you know you've got all these different things and it's so interesting actually speaking of AKB if there's anything I wish Hello Project would bring would perhaps borrow from the AKB band and I know this is this is basically betrayal saying this but it's the seasonal song like doing summery songs in summer not bikini in the music videos or anything but like doing a summery type song in the summer and doing like a um winter theme song or a Halloween theme song in the winter you know because I feel like when you hear songs that go with your mood at the different times of year like I think do think people do get more melancholy mm. in winter and get more energetic in summer and I think well, you know it does but, give but a morning musume does have a summer song and, and little project has a as a summer song as well um I don't mean like a summer song as in just a song she means it. doing songs according to season yeah uh, like well, yeah but uh, every year uh, like every year well not every year but you know like obviously not rigidly but yeah not you know rigidly, if but... you are going to do a song about mm. uh in about eating ice cream in the summer mm. release it around june or august <laughs> you know Okay. Or like if you're going to like finally release their song I'm Cold now. That mm-hmm. that kind of blinking up there. Okay. You know? Alright. Um but unless uh, unless Sync stops writing all the material for Hello Project, I, I, I don't think there's gonna be that huge a change mm-hmm. in Hello Project. <laughs> Since it's it it it, it, it Creatively, it, it pretty much hinges, hinges on one person. So, I guess so. I, I just really want to get a Halloween morning Musume song. It's my dream. I okay. really want. I think it would be really cool. Okay. Well, I, I I think there are people who do have Sync's ear on Twitter, so you could ask them to let's <laughs> to, 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 to suggest that to Sync. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. I guess. Does no one like the idea of a Halloween song? I think it would be cool because you could get everyone. Dude, dressed. Halloween. Yes, Halloween song. But it we'd have to have like um, a costume music video stuff. Yeah, right. that that would be so cool. Like you could have them like all dressed up as Sailor Moon or all dressed up in like. Just loads of different, like Mario or like Zelda or just anything, just cool right. things. Like it would be awesome. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I, I, I could see that it, 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 it being something that Sync could take under advisement. <laughs> <laughs> or like, um, what's Sync the could... name of the summer festival where you everyone goes home? Golden Week. Where everyone Golden goes Week. Home? Yeah. Yeah. Like a song about that, like you know, that could be cool. <laughs> I Dude, don't know. Golden Week is crazy though. <laughs> what well, uh, actually happens? I've never understood it. I don't know, but everybody takes like a week. It's like basically like spring break. Mm. But um, when it sits, I went, it sits in traffic for two days. <laughs> Dude, it was freaking crazy. Like I went to see uh one of the tour 
for when Gaki-san was graduating. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took my mom with me. So, of course, you know, I wanted to go show her all of the tourist spots. They were packed. Everybody <laughs> was like, it's Golden Week. Let's go do tourist stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it rained the first three days we were there. So we had to get umbrellas. And we couldn't use them. There were too many people to open wow. our umbrellas. <laughs> wow. It was super crazy. And, I mean, we walked. We, we, everybody else was sheltering us and also like, hitting us in the heads. Like, were these all people who were like, say, if it was in Tokyo, were these all people from Tokyo doing the touristy stuff? I don't know. It was a lot of Japanese people. <laughs> um, well, I, I've been to the, like, I went to um, Asakusa Temple, which is, uh, which is in Tokyo. And um, I went there by myself once and it was dead. It was almost like everything was shut down. There was no shops open or anything. But when we went on Golden Week, they had everything open. Like they had food stalls and shops everywhere and all the shops on the streets um, connecting to it were open. And like you walk down the main main, uh, road. Like, mm-hmm. not rude, uh, walkway where mm-hmm. all the shops are. Mm-hmm. And you just, like I said, we couldn't put up our umbrellas and we didn't really need to. Everybody was shielding us with their own. It was so busy. Mm. Wow. That's crazy. But, like, I feel like that's right for material for songs. Mm. <laughs> Idle songs. Exactly. <laughs> Golden Week is beautiful, man. Mm. Or, like, I was reading this uh, manga back when I was interested in manga, not so much anymore, called XXHolic. Okay. Um, and there was an entire chapter about, like, there's this festival where they celebrate the dead, like Odon or something. Mm, I don't know. Mm. But, like, it's in the depths of summer and they burn massive stall towers. Like, it's pretty crazy. Mm. Like, they do like their festivals over there. Mm-hmm. They do, and we don't really hear about them over here. Like we voiced all our festivals on them, mm. you know. Okay. But yeah. Anyway. Okay, so I have another production, and and this will be one which I both expect and want. <laughs> and my prediction is that Raina's band will live up to ex- expectations. God, I hope so. Mm. Nah, not really. I want it to. I want it to so bad. I think it has so much potential. They just need a a drummer. That's all they need. I mean, what what kind of, like, um, apart from Scandal, like, what kind of thing could they do with that? Music. I think that, yeah, I think that they would probably be rockish. And, I mean, well, Reyna's a big fan of Scandal. She's friends with, um... Kojima? Mm. Your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) She's friends with one of the girls from Scandal. And uh, I don't know. I just know bits and pieces about that. But I I guess it's safe to say that she likes that kind of music. (laughs) I don't know. I just have no expectations. So cool. I think it could be interesting. I think it's interesting that she's going this way because as probably the only current member who's kind of dropped out of high school you know doesn't really have anywhere else to go never really been into tv work you know so unless she gets married and has a kid you know there's not really much for her to do once she graduates if it wasn't for this band 
So I, I think it's really smart for her to go into this non-idle kind of area. But I don't know. I mean, I don't really have any expectations. I hope she does well. Mm. Yeah. You know what I think about Raina? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think she just loves to sing. She's always going on about how, even on her day off, she wants to go to karaoke. She says that she would prefer to go to karaoke with her mom because her mom doesn't get up there and sing. So she can sing all night. <laughs> she just loves to sing. And I, she said in a few interviews, like, that, of course, you know, she wants to get married. And um, one of my favorite interviews is Hello Pro Hour. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, I, I think she's just an old fashioned type of Japanese woman. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, sure, she wants to go out and, and do things for herself. She wants to sing. But I think she also rather than feels like she is expected to settle down, um, actually wants to. You know, she wants to be a housewife. Um, she was, she said on her blog that she was cooking. Um, that she, I know that there was pictures of her cooking that omelet um, for the other girls. And then she was like, she had so much fun that she wanted to go. And, you know, she made breakfast for her mom. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I can really see her maturing and becoming a good housewife. Mm. Like, oh. I, I feel like... That's what she wants. And that would be really sweet. I think, like, that would be really sweet, but also be sad because when girls go into the housewife route, we just never see them anymore. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can expect that anytime soon, though. Right. I mean, she's 23. Right. Just turned yeah. 23. And as a follow-up prediction, uh, towards the end of the year, I predict that Goto Maki will make a comeback by forming a rock band to compete with Reina as a, fa- <laughs> as a favor to Reina. Oh, because, because, no. <laughs> well, go, go, go. That would be awesome though, wouldn't it? It would be funny, but she's just, she, she could kind of do anything. Like, I don't know. I don't do know. Really I think, think Maki's kind of done. Like, yeah, I think they are. Well, they, I don't think they Rina joined. Is, I don't think they were in the group at the same time. Well, were they? Am I, don't I think is my so, memory failing me again? No, they weren't. Because um, Six Gen joined Shabam the Dharma, and that was the last. That wasn't the last one that she did. And that she was still that in. was the last one for K. That's what that was. So yeah. No, that wasn't the last one for K. As for one day was. was I don't it's know. Definitely. Um, but, it was Kay's graduation concert that, that they were introduced. Right. Um, but Reina's always said that Maki was the reason she joined. Maki was, you know, her idol. Right. And, uh, I mean, like, uh, what was that event that they did that Maki was there? Was that the one that they were with? Was that Dream Morning Musume's last concert? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Buddha time. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a picture of them together and uh, I think she said something like she was really nervous to be taking a picture with Maki but Maki was really cool about it I think like Maki clearly had this weird sign of section of her career where she goes really nostalgic for the past like she's pretty much the only 
OG member who isn't in Dream Morning Musumi who you can kind of count on probably wants to do something. You know, we'll do a favor and be in the concert. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like Maki, because she really, she was the Achan, which is from AKB of Morning Musumi, you know, she was the one, the one that people, you know, like Will Smith, when people's kids from the 90s think about Will Smith, they go, hmm, you know, just memories. Yeah. <laughs> just those bittersweet memories, you know. So pretty much she could basically say to anyone, I'm going to do this. And they'll be like, okay, we'll do that with you. Because they'll take that chance because there's just so much nostalgia just mm. wrapped up in her. So I don't know if she would actually make a band to compete with Reina. But maybe. It's as it would be funny. I guess. <laughs> well, she... it, it maybe like as a one-time thing, that would be kind of funny. Well, she, it, it, but she's done Genki rock singles before as a solo. Yeah, but not a band. Hmm. Right? Has she? No, no, not as a band, no. Okay. She did do that kind of like racy photo book. I think that's the only thing I really knew about her post-Hubble right. Project career. Right, but... I fucking love Maki for that. I'm, uh, you know what? I don't, you know what? I'm talking I... pre, pre-boob job Maki, though. <laughs> I don't think you had a boob job. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay, boob job in in quotation marks. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the yogurt. It's all yogurt. Yeah. yeah. Or Um, or, okay, let me rephrase that. Pre pre twentieth birthday, Maki. Okay. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I I think that Maki is probably done for a while. I I mean. Maki's really funny because she's always seemed like the kind of person where these things come naturally to her, Mm. you know, naturally athletic. And um, honestly, I think she's probably a really big dork, but I don't really know much about her. Like, I'm not a rabid fan, so I don't really know that much about her. Mm. Um, But she always kind of gives off that air of mystery and it makes her really alluring. She's beautiful, of course. And she's a, you know, well, since she started smoking, actually, she became a better singer. And I hate to say that, but it's true. (laughs) Um, A good dancer. You know, she was wildly popular because of Love Machine. Very lucky Mm. um, in that sense. Also very unlucky. Very unlucky as well. I mean, she has a lot of family problems. And I think that it, I, I don't know, I think she seems a little bit jaded by life. I think that she needs a break from the spotlight. So I think it's a good thing that she's kind of like, I'm going to take a break for a while. Right. Um, I, I did say toward the end of the year so that she will get a break. The end but, of 2013? Or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, but yeah. I, I, I don't think that she needs a break more than a year. Yeah. But she, yeah, she, she should at least take, you know, a, a bunch of months off, you know, oh. Yeah, oh, I fucking hope take a vacation, see the world, get yeah. out of... I don't yeah. know. All I hope is she doesn't do a Rick Moranis. When he quit in 1997, he said it was just a break, too. Mm-hmm. He's done nothing since then. And Rick Moranis is that guy from Ghostbusters, in case you don't know. Uh, he's an actor. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, the name sounds familiar, but... Um... You're right. Yeah, he has ever, not done anything. Uh, <laughs> Honey, I shrunk the kids. He was the dad in Honey, I shrunk the kids. Right, right. He was the dad. Oh, oh, he was. He was um, uh, the key master. Yes, was he? I, 
Yes, because Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Weaver was the gatekeeper, and he was the keymaster. Mm-hmm. I remember that that scene with the two of them, and it's like Sigourney Weaver. He's she's so you know back then she was so beautiful. Her character was so like out of his league, and uh, I don't know what they possessed or something, something like that. That seems oh, right. Yeah. Just, they were possessed. It's like <laughs> I am the keymaster, I am the gatekeeper, and then like make out scene, and it's like oh, what? <laughs> Um, the dad from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is making out with alien chick. <laughs> well, um, I think before I probably sign off, because it is now 4.30 in the morning for me, mm. um, and my dad's picking me up at 10 to go on road trip, so <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> I might okay. sign off. Um, but as a last prediction, okay. I think that as a kind of um, an extension of your Karen Will Day debut, I think that it will be the beginning of a um a time i think the fact that they call them trainees like eggs they're now trainees is kind of a kind of the mindset they're getting into they want to i think maybe not like johnny's jr but i think they want to have a very large group of people and create some new groups so i think that in 2013 they're going to start having more solos maybe more than one but they'll never have a duo again. I feel that's one thing. Mm. It's yeah. true. Because I think... You can only do with W, though. Yeah. I think it's because that if one of them messes up, that's the whole thing over for the other girl. And it's just mm. not fair unless you, you're really sure. And you can never be sure with really young kids. Mm. So I think that 2013 is going to be a year that there's going to be at least one soloist debuting. Mm. Mm, probably two by the end of the year Mm. yeah it's too bad that it won't be like it used to be where you know they would graduate off and be soloists or so-and-so would be soloists and there was as many there was probably more soloists than there were groups but at the same time that got kind of confusing after a while especially since like there were all these soloists but they weren't really working that much yeah well they're working even less now (laughs) (laughs) because because they weren't very good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, Yuko, I loved Yuko. I, yeah. I, I mean, I was it Udara was one of her last singles that she did as a soloist. Mm-hmm. Um, Nachi, I don't even like Nachi, and I loved like the stress and um, oh, and the I don't know if it was I think it might have been the single she did like a uh, a cappella version of it that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think course, like oh. one other thing that I think for certain is that Morning Musume is going to do a big sponsorship deal. Um, Dentsu or not, they're going to do an advert promoting something. Mm. I think that's for certain. Because one thing I was surprised at, because I wasn't a fan for the really big height of the Golden Age, I didn't realize how many adverts Morning Musume did back then. Like, they did a lot. Like, even many oh. more did adverts. Even, mm. like, Gudiko was probably the bigger, the um, Paki? Yeah. yeah. Paki was the biggest Gurikou. one, man. Like, they were some great adverts. I think the problem with them was they didn't really get push their music into them. They were kind of just like more, hey, we're in an advert, and they was another random song. But I think, like, there's definitely going to be an effort because the fact that they actually went out their way to get an advert on the nine, um, the 109 in Shibuya, like, they've gone out of their way to do those, that kind of advertising. Um, I think that if they can get a campaign, maybe not for beauty. I feel like they're not the kind of group that would suit a beauty product. I think for something like like a convenience food, like 
like uh like ramen. they were doing the ramen yeah or like microwave food or something like that or like um yeah we are the ramen rangers <laughs> yes. oh my god <laughs> Do it. yes well something like something really cool like that that could just be like their personalities are really cool and fun and maybe like a tie-in single you know that could be as a a b-side or like or like even a better is advertising like one of the girls works in one of the magazines like karuna or something you know like as a permanent model that would be kind of cool i could see Haruna as a model she is very pretty because she used to be one so it's not oh yeah that too so i think that rather than doing a food they should go for a convenience store chain like 7-Eleven or Lawson or um or Tower Records, yeah, yes, uh, Tower Records, let's do it. That would be awesome. Like, mm-hmm. all right, hey, somebody get Suko on the horn. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I I do have some more Captain Obvious predictions, which I can just okay. I think we should end this actually. Right. Maybe we uh, can pick this up on another podcast because it's getting late here too. Well, we, the, the, we the, the, cap, the Captain Obvious prediction should only take like three minutes because. Okay, so, you know what? I've, I've they're seen so the list obvious. Here. Well, you want me to, you, we don't have to discuss it. All right, let me let me go. Sunku will make some announcement in the first concert of the year that will cause controversy. Some fans will make jokes based on the unsubstantiated fan rumor that uh, Fukumura Bizuki is from a rich family, some group other than MM will have a singular CD that sells well. Fans will speculate they are now a flagship group. Fukumura Mizuki will make cryptic. Do you, do you have a Fukuchan obsession now? No, but she's the most pushed member of Morning Musume other than than R- Reina and, and Sayumi. No, no, no. Rio is Rio, and now Sakura. Yeah, and Sakura. I feel like Mizuki's actually being pushed a lot no, less not, than she deserves. Not not pushed as a singer, but pushed as a personality. Really? I Boobs. mean, every, but she's not been on any TV shows. Boobs. <laughs> Fukumura Mizuki will make cryptic comics on her blog to try and titillate her fans. Sayumi, Kenan, and Momoko will all claim to be the number one cutest idol. And then we'll do a skit where Ikuta Arena is the butt of the jug. Various blog entries will cause people to speculate if Haruna and Dawa are a Rabu... Rabu... Rabu? Rabu... Rabu? <laughs> Tuffle. Yajima Maimi will do photo shoots for magazines, often with other HP members, that will cause many nosebleeds among the Wota. <laughs> there will be much discussion on which... Eggs... Members should be brought up to HP proper. I will forever call them eggs. I don't give a damn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Is that it? Yay! Yay! We're approaching like three hours. That's I know. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Um, it's been cool being on the podcast. I'm now go sleep. <laughs> sleep <laughs> yeah. time for me. It's uh almost five, so. <laughs> okay. My alarm goes off in an hour. <laughs> that sucks. Okay. It's nice right, to see nice. you guys proper. Okay. And, and I guess uh, we should sign off then. So until next party, see ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.